Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome guys, this week's episode of Heavy Metal Tones. Uh, it's just me this week after a couple of weeks of uh, heavy duty um, war themed chats with Benji. I hope you really enjoyed it. Uh, I got a lot of fit positive feedback from it. Um, it was a really fun thing to do that was slightly different um, and, uh, and educational in that respect. Um, uh, this week's episode is... Uh, as, as you can see by the title, is uh, Where Did the Blues Go? Um, it's quite self-explanatory uh, in that respect. Uh, sorry, I just put my tea down. Um, I want to talk about... Um, a, 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 this conversation came up um, recently at a gig. Uh, my friend John and myself uh, were at... Um, and Mark and uh, other friends were at uh, a Stephen Hackett gig in Sydney a few weeks ago um, you know if you don't know who Stephen Hackett is he was the second guitarist and the most famous guitarist of the band Genesis um, up until uh, Trick of the Tail and after that he left uh, but he was there for the you know the major albums um, Foxtrot and uh, Selling England by the Pound and of course the amazing Lamb Lies Down on Broadway um, and you know, someone mentioned you know how we were in the auditorium, and the sound was so heavy. It was, it was, it was. Um, <laughs> John had a mate who said the bass was so um, heavy that it made him go and had to go to the toilet. So it hit the brown note, as we liked, we laughed about. <laughs> um, it was really. I mean, it's the Enmore Theatre in Sydney. Everyone's been there. The sound system there is amazing. But Steve's touring band is just like phenomenal um and it's really heavy but it's very blues driven it, all progressive music is some sort of has sort of some folk or blues driven uh links and i was thinking with all the heavy music that we listen to and you know you come to this podcast for that reason um it was always based around the blues scale you know it was major mind and pentatonics um, you know, it was bands like Deep Purple and um, Led Zeppelin, um, Je- um, 
Thin Lizzy, Uriah Heep, Nazareth, Badfinger. You know, I've got a few here. I've written down The Who, ACDC. Uh, I mean, I've obviously missed Alice Cooper. I'm probably missing a few of the big ones. But um, sort of heavy heavy metal sort of is is born of that, is it not? You know, you think about um, and you think back to what the sort of the birth of, of, of all sort of modern music. It just sort of goes blues, jazz, blues, rock and roll, and then everything on top after that. Everything is just a form of rock and roll moving forward. Um, but the, the the great bands, like I was I was listening to Child in Time by Purple the other day, and it's like, I didn't realise how heavy that sound was. You know, um, very cream-esque, so it's very, like, very um, early cream um sound and and uh, the band cream if you don't know guys eric clapton um his his first major band the first great big super group um but it's sort of so you had these blues bands the white blue i mean the blues guys they were heavy the black blues guys were um you know from the deep south and from louisiana and all that they're all very heavy sounding because it was all guitar driven um, and so you had to make as much of the sound as you could on that guitar. And then, of course, the Brits, as we do, um, or as they do, I go both pause, don't I? Um, as we do, they they sort of, they're like magpies, you know, they, they squirrel things away from everywhere else, and then they add bits to it and make it themselves, make it their own. And, um, you know, we had the blues explosion, uh, you know, uh, um, of the 60s with... Cream and John Mel's Blues um, Breakers and um, you know Jeff Beck and I mean I mean I mean I could go on. There's there's a lot of them, and they create this sort of really sumptuous, heavy, um, beautiful and addictive sound. There's something about blues that is very addictive because of the, the simplicity of it. Um, and you can be complicated, you can get complicated blues, of course you can, but the simplicity of 12-bar blues... Oh, I mentioned, forgot to mention status quo. Now, please don't snigger um, those. I know it's all another song to jump a jump another song to jump a jump But that there alone is exactly why blues works. Okay, why does pop music proliferate the world we live in? Why does R&B proliferate the airwaves? Why does dance music so easy to reproduce why because it's simple and easy well, not all pop sorry again not all pop music is simple but you know what i mean it is it's a simple form of music it's not complicated it's not um you don't need a, a, a science degree to be able to play it you know i learned to play the guitar i learned to play the blues and i, I used to play i'm a big albert king fan right big albert king and all these solos are on one string and to me that's just like gold you know because it it freed me up you know I was trying to when I first started playing guitar I came in at that end of sort of the new wave of British heavy metal it's sort of like 84, 85 into that area and it was all when your, your Metallicas and your Slayers and your Megadeths and your 
and you and you, and, and God rest his soul, uh, Eddie Van Halen, and it was all sort of you know, you know, a million notes a, a minute, um, soulless. When I think about it, uh, just almost. Um, Met, you know, almost computer-esque. I mean, that's why I, I sort of can't really do um, Dragon Force and bands like that to some extent. I loved them at first because they were really fun and interesting, but then it all became quite cold and and unhuman in a, in a respect. Anyway, so you use your blues, right? So your blues is driven by sorry your, your early heavy metal. So your, your early bands um, that were coming through. Uh, Sort of in the late seventies and early, <coughs> pardon me, early eighties on from um, on from the explosion of Deep Purple and Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath. Sorry, I didn't even mention them. My God, Black Sabbath, Judas Priest, all very blues driven. I mean, gosh, I mean, you don't get a heavier band in my opinion, uh, really, than Black Sabbath at their peak, and they were, you know, um, Tony Iommi is and always will be. A blues guitarist. So that's why they don't. I think it was why Ozzy and Tony never liked being, you know, bookended into the thing. Oh, heavy metal, heavy metal. When they didn't think they were, you know. Um, anyway, so you've got this sort of, you know, these simplistic guitar structures, drum and bass structures, built around twelve bars. You know, um, chorus, chorus, verse, chorus, and so on. And bands like. Um, you know, Maiden and Saxon and Angel Witch and you know, uh, I could I could name all of the new album bands, but you know all those bands, Praying Mantis, um, Venom. I know not sort of, but yes, um, all those sort of bands that were coming through were wholly um, uh, the bookend or coming from the tail end of bands like like Maiden. It's all prog stuff, so it's like yes and. Um, Jeff Rotal and stuff who were also massively driven by the blues and then you get other bands that are more um, like your, like your Diamond Head who you know were really and, and early Priest that were very um, Led Zeppelin driven and you, again you know um, I've had people say to me oh you know Deep Purple aren't very heavy I will fight my corner and say that if you have never seen them live the full, you know, the proper lineup. I didn't see John Lord, sadly. Um, side note, uh, had a chance to see John Lord at, at a little club around the corner from me, and I didn't go. And he died. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? But yeah, it's life. Um, I've seen him a handful of times now, and every time, it just is a wall of sound, just brutal. And I saw them on a double bill of status quo, and it was just glorious, absolutely glorious. We went with my friend's dad, who I think he was like in his late seventies then. It was just brilliant. Like he's a, bit, yeah. Pat and uh, Dave's dad is a, is probably the hard rocking man, hardest rocking man I've ever met, and he's in his eighties. And I I hope that when I'm that is a I'm that age, I'm just like him. Um, Pat, if you're not listening to this show, um, you know you're you're an inspiration to us all. Anyway, too many tuts. I can have some tea. One second. So, you know, it's sort of a, there's, there's this. Blues is accessible. Is accessible, and it's um, and it's and it's also very infectious. You know, once it gets under your skin, it's there forever. And you know, ever man, like 
forever than ever, man. Um, I've, you know, I came to blues. Actually, I came to blues via um, the Who, interestingly enough, and through Gary Moore. I think Gary Moore. I was. It was always on the. Um, it was always on the horizon for me. It was always bubbling around because my brother loved the blues and he would listen to it. Um, but Gary Moore made it even more accessible. Well, I can say it this time. Anyway, he made it even more accessible, more easy to listen to, more attainable. You know, I mean, Still Got the Blues is probably one of the finest modern blues albums of all time. You know, um, probably, you know, I mean, the Beano album, The Blues Breakers, is probably the greatest. White blues, that is. Um, uh, and then sort of any, anything with Jeff Beck on it, really. Anything with Jeff Beck on it is is the case uh, of course then you've got your more modern blues guitarists now who are also bringing people back to it you know like Joe Bonamassa um, yeah, I'm not a bit, I, look, I, I like his music I like his he's very talented but he has this sort of snobbery about him that I just can't quite get my fingers around um, but as I was saying it's more accessible so Gary Moore brought me into it and then of course I started hearing when I was getting more you know into actually not just listening to my music for entertainment, but for a little bit more, I wanted to know more about it. I could hear the blues structures in in everything, in in all my prog, in my in my um, heavy rock, in my heavy metal, and and this is where I was saying, where has the blues gone? Because up till like I reckon, up until the the real explosion of thrash. Um, we and to some extent you can sort of say Venom for that, but I think Venom has blues in its heart as well. Um, I know that Tony, I know that uh, that uh, Mantis definitely does uh, the way he plays his guitar, the way he structures his solos. But if you look at the stuff coming later on, when it got when everyone wanted to become more brutal and, and more aggressive. Now, don't get me wrong, I. You know me. You've heard me. If you've listened to my show already, you know that I love this brutal side of of heavy metal. I do. I love it. I find the uh, the stark coldness of it, um, in some respects, um, beautiful and whimsical. But at the same time, it also is, um, you know, when you delve into really complicated guitar pieces that have your your um, your Phrygian modes and your you know your um, what have I written down here? Um, yeah, 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 basically all those sort of like um, complicated uh, guitar pieces. Uh, you get you get a little bit. Look, it's great because it, again, those people are showing off their virtuosity. Uh, Phrygian Mixolydian. I said I put Mixolydian Madness, which is been a good name for a band, wouldn't it? Um, but it, it, you know, it, just because you can put a um, hundred notes into the bar, as you know, you know, as much as you can do, as quick as you can do it, uh, doesn't necessarily mean it's musical, does it? I mean, if I get a drum and play some swing on it, like the great Clive Burr, one of the greatest swing drummers of all time, uh, you know, Number of the Beast is all swing. Take a listen; it's all swing, right? Um, you, you, you're using that kit with. A, with a, a, a beautiful autonomous autonomy, yeah. But as soon as you just, you know, pummel into it like a machine gun, 
um, yeah, you're creating a sound that is musical because it's a note, and yes, it's at you, and it's interesting, and it's modern, but it's lost, it loses in translation um, to a lot of people. Um, a good example is my wife and I and Benji and, and, and his friend Handel, we went to download a few years ago. Now, Karen was saying to me on the way home that weekend, she loved every band except we wouldn't. I absolutely love Behemoth, right? The Polish black metal band, and they were brilliant. I missed the right at the beginning, but they were brilliant. It was on during the day, which was weird, but they were brilliant. Um, and she said I liked everything except them, but they didn't seem to have they didn't seem to have musicality. And I think there lies an issue, isn't it? Because you know, we want to be inclusive, not exclusive with music and all musical forms, right? So, yes, you're going to have a little bit insider stuff where the nerds are going to like it or the hardcore fans are going to enjoy it, right? But also you want to you don't want to make you don't want you don't want everyone and their grandmother to listen to Behemoth. Why would you want to do that? But you do want um the ability for new listeners to the medium and to the genre to be able to tap into little bits and pieces here and go, "Yeah, I get that." And you can't and then you can't want you can't always do that with stuff like that. I mean, and my wife Karen, she's, you know, I'm one of the most musically diverse people I've ever met. She'll listen to everything and anything. It's like it's it's a wondrous thing, being married to her. It really is sort of liberating. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, she can't couldn't get into that, and that and and that sort of it saddened me. It sort of I put that in my back of my brain and didn't think about it till recently. Um, but so I said so. You know, just because you can put all the notes into the bar. So, you know, your Metallicas and your, your Anthraxes and your Slayers and that whole first wave of thrash that they moved into the uh, first wave of death like Deicide and uh, Morbid Angel and all those sort of, um, you know, Tampa Bay Area uh, black death metal bands where it was, you know, I think they were just trying to grab the extremity to create a headline sometimes um or just to, to shoehorn in their own um anti-religious um beliefs which is you know fine you know music is a place to as long as it doesn't harm people and is not uh offensive in a way that's not necessary um you know you can offend a christian or a or a jew or a muslim or person or whatever um with your own f- beliefs um but as long as you're doing it, no, not. I mean, you know, what I mean, if you're, if you're if you're coming from a place where it's you're just want to tell the people this is what I believe, that's fine. Just to, like I said, you don't want to offend people just for offence's sake. But that's a different story. I'm getting in a different rabbit hole, different time and different place. But um, what I was trying to say was, yeah. So these extreme bands in in America, uh, you know, and then of course echoing. <coughs> pardon me. The extremity that was coming through from you know Norway and the church burnings and uh, you know again you know the pagan even though I hate the word pagan um, it's actually a modern word um, the and the the non-Christian non-Judeo-Christian religions um, uh, those people who live who, who lived like you know wanted to live a more uh, ancient life that that's they made this ancient sound i and honestly i i really doubt 
but I think about it, I really doubt that if if a Viking or a um, I don't know or a, or a Nordsman or whatever was around now, if they could come back now and they want to listen to music, I highly doubt they would listen to um, stark, cold, um, atonal black metal. I think they'd probably listen to well, like Jeff Rotol. I think they'd more listen to folk than anything else. Um, but anyway, that's another that's another another silly avenue I've just gone down. But look, the, well, the point is, I'm going to come to the end of this this side of the show because I'm going to have a cup of tea. But I'm getting a dry throat. Where I'm coming from is that I think we need to get back some of um, the musicality of metal. The, we, it, it's predominantly, and it, I know more more and more now as I because I help to run a um, a review team for Metal Ruse, which is a metal online metal magazine. The bands that come through that I have to cipher through to put in the list for people to review, you know, honestly, out of a hundred of them, eighty would be black metal, would be black metal or death metal or extreme melodic death metal. It, but very rarely is there anything that's just heavy rock, good old fashioned heavy metal. I'm not I, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. It just it just really sort of puts into stark perspective um the lack of um the lack of blues that really was the melody and the heart and beating soul of heavy rock um you know not so much the blues um imagery or lyrical content but it's musical it 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 it's uh, structure yeah anyway that's the uh, end of side one. I'm going to come back and we'll chat about some gigs I went to recently and some music that's been coming up. Um, I hope you've enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. It's something I want to be talking about for ages. I just think we've, you know, um, it just needs to come back a bit more, I think. We just need to go back to basics in such a way that, uh, you know, the guitarists that are learning to play and coming into these into the world now we've got to listen to need a little bit more musicality in their soul. Um after that do what you want you know once you know how to do that if you want to just play one note 50 million times over a screaming banshee while the thunder and lightning rages in the background and that's not a joke guys I listened to an album that I had to try and review that was that I couldn't do it Um, it literally was that it was thunder and lightning someone screaming and one note being played on on a sound a down tuned um, guitar no bass no drums it was the most awful thing I have ever heard in my life, and I've heard some terrible things. Let's be honest, right? Come on, I've I've had to sit in the room with my brother listening to the Bay City Rollers, so I know what hell is. Right now, I'll see you on the other side, guys. Bye. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back guys, I've got a new hot cup of tea and I don't need my notebook anymore. I put that down because that was all the blues information. Oop, crash, bang, wallop. Um, yeah, so, oh, that was loud. Shout in your ear there. Um, yeah, some really good gigs have um, come and gone and some more are coming up. Um, as I mentioned in the first half in the Steve Hackett in Sydney, which was absolutely brilliant. You know, it was like two and a bit hours of just like he played the whole of Selling England by the Pound musicality like you would never believe. I mean, you, if you want to be snobby about your, oh, we don't like prog music and oh, it's like 20 minute pieces of music. Yeah, you know, just, you know, put your put your um, a bias aside and give it a go because I tell you something, um, mesmeric. I mean, when they played I Know What I Like in Your Wardrobe, I did have a tear. I felt very teary indeed. Um, I'd always want to see that play live, uh, and it didn't last time he came. And when he did the whole of the whole, of, which is a really difficult album to do, uh, the Battle of Epping Forest has got more lyrics than any other song ever written. I think it's a incredibly complicated pieces of music. Um, anyway, we came back from that, and then we went. I went straight to see um, a band called Stalker. They're a Kiwi band. Saw them at um, the basement. Hi guys at the basement, if you're listening. Uh, Nick and Mick, who run that that place, uh, have managed to keep that little piece of heaven and my little my little um, fortune of solitude alive, which is amazing. Um, and you know, they, sadly, pick the pick. It was meant to be a few months ago, and it was meant to be pre pre COVID. COVID coming has come and knocked it around a bit, and so Stalker had to come and do like move the dates and so they played on a Sunday night a cold Sunday night here in Canberra in winter um, and me and Benji we we you know we sort of wend our way to the venue had a fantastic meal they do brilliant um, uh, every burger they do they do a music related one and they do a vegetarian or vegan one and I'm vegetarian 
just be warned I did have fear of the duck once um, <laughs> and it was so realistic I couldn't finish I actually gave it to Benji to finish because I couldn't eat it um, I'm not a big fan of meat uh, meat substitutes that taste or feel like meat to be fair uh, anyway um, had a good drink th and then you know it was there was three bands on um, you know two local bands but Stalker came on and it was probably what I don't know ten people in the audience that night uh, including me and Benji and uh, and the other band and I think including the other band members to be honest of the other bands um, uh, bought some fantastic merch although so it's so spinal tap guys so spinal tap so we turn up you know expecting to pay everything with your credit card your FPOS card in America your, you know, your, your plastic fantastic card right FPOS is the Australian version of it um, of uh, like a debit card and um, they didn't have one because their van had broken down somewhere near Goulburn which is like about an hour and a bit outside of Canberra maybe a bit longer and um, <laughs> and they brought all the gear but forgot to bring the FPOS machine left it on the bar, on the on the van um, and it, it turns out later on that they were they weren't might, they were going to not play the gig they were thinking well it's Sunday we've broken down who cares I'm glad they didn't do that. Anyway, so we had to. We, me and Benji had to wing out of the venue down to the main shopping mall, find an ATM, get some money, wing it back. And by the time, and there's me, Benji going, "Oh, they better not run out of certain sizes and things." And I said, "No, there'll be loads of it." <laughs> we got back, and uh, they'd run out of patches, and I just felt sorry for Benji because he just, he wanted a patch. Um, but the guys are amazing, you know. Um, so much fun, you know. If you want to. A live act to have, you know, this be true, let's be true, right? The raison d'etre, as I said in a recent review, the raison d'etre of music is to make elicit a response, an emotional response. And I had an emotional response. I was just energetic. I was fueled with energy. I'd had a cold the week before, um, two weeks before that, before I went to see Steve Harrick, Hackett, and I was really worried I was going to, you know, it was like COVID and it wasn't. And, just a real runny nose and it just filled me with energy because it was my last night of my holiday and it was really really good you know the lead guitarist um, now here's a thing for wearing you got to picture this they look like they're like a 80s early 80s venom right so he's wearing spandex and not much else and I was very close to him now if you're listening this fella <laughs> There's some things I can't unsee, all right? But brilliant, fun. You know, they had a smoke machine. They they were um, drinking vodka from the bottle on the stage. They were running around like madmen, you know, playing this infectious, um, fun, um, and exciting uh, new, new wave of British heavy metal sort of crossed with thrash early venomous kind of sound speed metal they vocals you know that, that kind of that sort of uh, I could have I said it, I had to move away from the mic there because it would have deafened you because I've got such good vocals man um, you know high pitched vocals like early early Halford you know the bass player big towering Kiwi so his bass he played what I thought was a um, what I thought was a uh a Gibson bass, like a SG bass, just a copy. He said he picked it up for 400 bucks and he's beating the shit out of it. And I looked at it, it's just a you know, and up close you can see he's really toured that, you know, 
Um, but I had so much. It was so good, um, you know. And it, it it was it was such a shame, a real shame that uh, he wasn't. That they weren't here with a bigger audience. Um, I know they're a niche. It's a small city, Canberra. Um, it's like a country town almost. You know, they're a Kiwi band that no one's ever, not many people heard of. Um, you know, but. They, you know they were so great we, we shared we drank vodka with them afterwards and talked about music and touring and movies and all sorts of strange stuff it was it was brilliant um, but conversely the following weekend uh, we went to Canberra held its first or the basement held its first Canberra metal festival it's not the first metal festival in Canberra metal for the brain was the first this is the one the first metal fest at the basement i couldn't go on friday night due to work commitments and family commitments um it's a shame because um one of the bands on originally which goal were going to play on the main band on saturday they're not playing they didn't play so they're playing in a few weeks time at rose cottage in the hard out festival which is going to be amazing outdoor festival um in winter in canberra but well you know the big fire pits it should be okay um you know, so we went to Saturday, but the Friday night had Carnal Viscera on. Now, Carnal, Carnal Viscera sounds disgusting, and it is a disgusting name, but they're a great, great band, you know, and they've great artwork, and they're just, you know, brilliant. But we turned up on the we turned up on the Saturday night after work. I finished work. I worked on Saturday, so I couldn't get to the early gigs. But it, the, I think it was two bands I missed. Got there, got food, and there was one little merch table, right? And I thought, well. Well, okay, that's. This is a Carnival Viscera shirt. There, I'll go and buy one. And after I faffed around with PayPal because they didn't have FPOS, I thought, here we go again, stalk all over again. Um, uh, I bought a couple of shirts and a couple of cassettes. And I'm having my burger, and Benji's moaning about, you know, God, I haven't got a bloody, I haven't got, they haven't got FPOS. I walked round to the toilet, and I had a merch gasm, people. I almost creamed my pants. There was a, the best merch table I have ever seen, and the prices were so bloody good. You know, like twenty, thirty dollars a shirt. Oh Christ! And it, I, I had to be stopped from. I think bon, Benji probably had to hold me back physically from buying every one of them. In the end, I bought eight, seven shirts, two cassettes, a couple of patches. Seven shirts, and you know. Some of the bands on the on the line, they're all local Sydney, Melbourne, and Canberra bands. Um, there was like the Plague and Disentombed and um, um, Wretch and oh, so many um, that you know you just couldn't keep up with. And the great thing is they had two um, two stages, got the small stage and the big stage. And I'd never been really watch bands on the small stage. But I found it apps that was brilliant. Great, great atmosphere. Um, a funny story. There was a guy. I don't know if he's going to listen to this or he know. He probably doesn't even remember. I don't. I don't get angry um, at gigs. I tend to just get a little bit meh, walk away if someone's been a dickhead. But um, this guy started going on about. He was gonna. Um, he was gonna. He wanted to kill all the dolphins and all the whales in the world because they're all idiots. Um, and he was upset the Japanese stopped whaling and all this. Sort of stuff. And I was like, and, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't contemplate. Now he's got this guy is really pissed, right? But there are some. Even when you're drunk, 
you know, sometimes your true characters do come out, right? And uh, and he's, I'm having dinner, I'm eating with Nikki and her sister, Kylie, and, and I'm, you know, Benji, Benji fucks off, mind me, you know. He goes off to have a cigarette and sends me messages going, tell me when that dickhead's gone, I'll come back. I thought, yeah, okay, brilliant, leave me holding the baby. Um, anyway, he's leaning in trying to tell me that oh, about the best plate. He had a, like a spreadsheet where he gets the best bacon and egg sandwiches, and I'm like, I said, well, I don't eat bacon, mate. And he's like, well, it's your fault in it, mate. I went, no, I'm, I'm vegetarian and I'm Jewish. And he's like, oh, well, and he started, and I thought he was going to go down the anti-Semitic route, but I think he thought better of it. And then he started going on about, you know, again, killing dolphins as the world's biggest rapists and all dolphins should die and all, all, all um, whales should die and all this sort of stuff. And I just got up and I stared him straight in the eyes and I said, if I don't go now, mate, I'm going to smack you one. And I left. <laughs> because I wasn't drinking. I was attempting to do Dry July. It has failed, people. It has failed. Um, so, sadly... I did it for a week. Uh, not that I'm alcoholic or need alcohol. I just, I just had a bad day at work and thought I need a beer. Um, which controversy ruined my dry July. I'll try again later on. Anyway. Um, yeah, so some interesting characters around. Really good. It was packed. I was expecting to go in there and be... Because of the week, it'd be moved so many times and it was cold and wintry. You know, a lot of bands on, but I thought it might be just be a handful of hanger on. It was brilliant. It's the kind of thing I want to see for the basement. You know, you couldn't move in some parts for it. Um, you know, I would say conservatively in there, probably three, four hundred plus people. Although it was, you know, and that those that don't know the basement, it's a small venue. It doesn't hold a huge amount of people. And this is a, a Saturday night, you know, um, and Friday night, they already, they already had bands on the Friday night. I'd bought tickets for all two nights. In fact, I bought tickets for three nights because the original lineup was meant to have three nights. Um, but things obviously happened. It wasn't going to be January last year, but COVID does its thing, doesn't it? And uh, likes to screw us over. Um, but I think the highlight for me was the plague. I thought we were absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Um, Wretch were strong as usual. Not a big fan of the vocals. But I really, not the vocalist, he's a good vocalist, just not the tone. Love the musical of the band though. Um, you know. So there was just some really, really interesting stuff in there. Um, there was a guitarist band, the band of the guitarist from Witch Skull, is it Haka? Hanka or whatever that was that was on. Sorry if I've butchered the name. I'm really sorry. I should um, have a look on the lineup. But again, it was 30 bands it was just ridiculous um, all playing sort of half an hour 40 minute sets um, uh, I loved Disentombed but they were just brutal um, oh, I saw them we actually left just after Disentombed because it had been a long week um, I was tired and um, you know we wanted to get home before we, because I had to go to work the next day no I didn't I'd never go to work the next day, so I was yawning. Terrible. Um, Benji had to go to work the next day, so I said, yeah, let's just go. And I had I had so much merch, I couldn't carry it. <laughs> um, I'll put a link in the picture. You're, you're, if you've been to my web, Facebook page, you've seen how many how many shirts I got. I got a lot. Um, anyway, so that's the two gigs that went. So, uh, you know, out of the three gigs, all of them was just fantastic. And, of course, 
a, a gig isn't a good gig unless you've got a good companion to go with I reckon sometimes go on your own is alright but having someone there to enjoy the moment with you is extra special and that's why I love gigging with Karen and with Benji and with John and with all my friends um, coming up I've got next week got the thin, the uh, um, the Les Zeppelin it's the American all female Les Zeppelin tribute band saw them about three years ago at the basement and they were unbelievably brilliant um, again 57 bucks a ticket can't go wrong and I think after that they've got Hard Out um, which is the uh, festival at the Rose Cottage which is down the road for me which is brilliant I mean, it's a 10 minute drive the basement the basement to my house is an hour um, so you know it's pretty good um, an hour on public transport I should say like 25 minutes in a car um, yeah so and that's going to have like street trash and um, a few other bands and headlined by Witch Skull and they're going to play some of the new album I'm really keen on that taking my daughter's boyfriends um, my nephew Benji's coming along it's just going to be great big fire pits obviously lots of barbecue not for me I'm sure there'll be a vegetarian option somewhere but some nice dark ale some really you know world class doom metal um, and good company it's going to be fantastic uh, again 37 bucks a ticket guys if you're in the Canberra area or just outside get yourself one the 30th of June uh, July 30th of July sorry um, it just looked promised to be a good night anyway that's me come to the end I hope you enjoyed the show uh, just a reprise all things say that uh, you know do look look out um, don't ever dismiss early heavy rock if you're into the, new into heavy metal because you don't think it's heavy enough um, because trust me um, anything that Deep Purple can do can out heavy anything people do now anything that Black Sabbath have done and will do if they ever do anything else without heavy anything that's ever been done it's just the case it, um, you know the roots of blues um, are heavy indeed um, that's me for the week I hope you enjoyed it I've really enjoyed chatting back again I really loved having Benji on for the last couple of weeks um, I've been um, it's given me some flexibility to um, think about what I'm going to write and what I'm going to do um, give me some a little bit of time off which has been nice as well uh, and uh, yeah I look forward to talking to you soon and again thanks for listening um, my numbers are just going through the roof all over the place um, uh, you know America's big now UK's big which is great um, Australia's always been big for me uh, I, you know I was number 8 uh, in the charts in Tanzania would you believe and I still think that makes me smile um, this if we can get number 8 in Australia that'd be great wouldn't it uh, and in the UK that'd be brilliant and if I did that then you know dream come true but hey um, little old me is little old me uh, keep rocking keep enjoying the uh, music uh, hope you have a safe time keep away from Covid um, keep warm in the winters keep cool in the summer and keep rocking guys chat to you soon bye now
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.